Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as devastating as the Matchday 16 news. Fantasy advice more reliable than Max Cruiser on penalty duties and two pundits who had very different experiences last weekend. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Matchday 7. And joining me to help analyse the markets, he is the fantasy Fußball god known as Flo Reinecker. Flo, congratulations to you. You scored over 100, 100 points last weekend. Well done. I'm very proud. Yeah, me too. And I mean, it's an important lesson that we learned last week. It's not how many points you score. It's how many points you score related to the rest of the field. And I mean, I did pick up 110 points, which would be catastrophic at most yeah. match days, but was pretty, pretty good last match day. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. All in all. I was going to say, I, I would hope you are. As someone that only got 57 points last weekend, uh, I would hope that with over 100, you are very happy. And I even tweeted it out on Friday night when I said, or on Saturday when I started to see some of this team news come in. I was like, it's going to take a miracle for me to have 11 players out on the pitch. And I didn't. And it wasn't because I took out minus points. It genuinely was because I didn't have enough players that actually played football this weekend. I lost Arnold. I lost Trimmel. I lost Guerrero. Well, I lost Guerrero and Reina initially. I lost Haaland. I lost Lewandowski. It was a yeah, it was a bad weekend, and somehow Frederick Ronov of all people turned out to be my highest scoring player, which I think tells you exactly how bad it all went. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person out there that had a few, a uh, few heart palpitations over the weekend because of the team news that came in. Um, talk about some of those people because yeah, we had a few questions come in. It is worth noting that Teddy's boys unfortunately did get knocked off top spot in the overall rankings. Luckily, he's still one of two Talking Football League members in the top five overall rankings. But the other one is FC Beverly Zoltz and at Stud Spencer, the owner of that team, has gotten in touch with a question. We'll start there. He says, hey, boys, I want to ship out two of Alario, Haaland, Sancho and Stindl. What would be your priorities? Also considering rotation risk and the next matchups, he says, thanks always uh, for the great advice. Yeah, it's it's a really uh, tough and therefore a great question, uh, I think. All of the guys uh, that Spencer mentioned have tough matchups this weekend. Alario and Stindl are playing each other. Haaland and Sancho are playing Bayern, so that's not ideal. And um, all of them have good-looking fixtures next week, on next match day, that is, because we're heading into an international break. Gladbach is hosting Augsburg, so that's definitely a positive. Leverkusen is traveling to Bielefeld. Uh, that's a positive, and uh, Dortmund is traveling to Berlin to Hertha, which is, I, w- I would say, neutral. But Dortmund is the best squad out of these, so I don't think we can, based on matchup, make a real decision here. Uh, I definitely say that Stindl would be the first to go for me personally, because he played in the Champions League. Uh, we've seen it from. Uh, sometimes he's dropped by Rosa um, if a more physical style of play is warranted for Gladbach. And that might be the case traveling to Leverkusen. So he's the only guy out of this four who I actually think is a possibility that he's not in a starting lineup uh, on the next match day. And that's like, that's a direct tiebreaker for me. And then I'd probably go with Alario as the second guy I'd ship out just because it's not a foregone conclusion that 
he'll keep his starting job after the international break. And with Haaland and Sancho, we we definitely could feel more positive about it. And I'm not sure if Valerio is traveling with the Argentinian uh, international squad, but that that could be the case. And then maybe we see Alario getting back from Argentina on Thursday before match day on the weekend. And, and he'll probably then will be replaced by Patrick Schick. And uh, that's the reason why I'd lean Alario and Stindl just because I think it's, it's a, the better choice going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting one with him. You're right. I mean, if he was in the Argentina squad in the last international break and he's been scoring the way he's been scoring, I can't imagine him not being in, in the squad again. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I like your rationale on both of those. And I agree with you. I think with Stindl, I could see Mbolo coming into the starting lineup for the Leverkusen game, uh, with Rosa and Gladbach this weekend. So yeah, uh, I will leave it there. Let's move on to the next listener question at Addy underscore Balaram. He has a two part question flow. First part is he's asking for the best midfield options uh, from the Friday night game this week? Yeah, I, I, I saw them by value. So the best value, I think, is Dimitris Limnios, 6 million of Cologne. Uh, I think he has a shot to uh, to have his first really good fantasy game. Um, So I, I like he's actually on my radar because looking ahead, Cologne is playing Union next match day at home on a standalone fixture. So if I can already set myself up to have some involvement there that I that I like, I think it's not a bad idea. And on the Bremen side, Bittencourt for nine point six. He's like he's not a great player on the pitch, but he he likes to shoot, and that's the reason why he's interested in 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 a fantasy sense. And if Milot Rashica is in the starting lineup for twelve point six, he's risky because I'm. I don't think that he's good to go for 90 minutes because the reason he didn't start at Frankfurt, what Kofert said that he's not ready yet for 90 minutes of football. So I, if he gets his first start this season, I'd, I'd imagine he'd come off after 60 to 70 minutes, but he, he, like it's possible that he's done enough damage. To that time already, but he's he's definitely a risky choice. But we know what he can do uh, if like if it's clicking with Rashid. So that would be the three midfield options I'd look at from the Friday game. I personally prefer Limnius um, because Bremen is um, playing at Munich after the international break. That's definitely something to keep in mind. So I wouldn't bring in more than one Bremen player just to not dig a deep hole for my squad going into the next match day and I don't expect we'll get another unlimited transfer phase this time no. uh, I don't know that for sure but I, I, I can't remember we've ever had like two in one part of a season if, if I remember correctly so yeah no no you're, you're spot on and I know I know this season's a bit crazier than others and we're seeing even more injury you know dropouts and whatnot but i i can't see i can't see them doing it um it would be very surprised i'd be grateful for it don't get me wrong i'd be like oh thank you very much but i i am not expecting it by any stretch of the imagination and i don't think listeners should either the only other player i'd maybe give a little bit of love to andre duda he actually set up six of Köln's nine shots against bayern and if that 
type of trend continues, maybe not for this weekend specifically, although he could be a differential, but one to keep on the watch list, I think, Andre Duda uh, with Köln. So maybe if they can start actually winning games, he can start scoring yeah. big. It's a, it's a good point, James. Maybe like I overlooked him a bit because I was set on, like I, I already had a set opinion on Limnius being a good fantasy options going into the Bayern game. I don't count the Bayern game, so I, I, I'm not holding it against Limnius that he didn't perform against Bayern. But maybe you're right, and Duda is actually the the safer pick because he also has some set piece duties, and his price tag with 7.3 million is also not looking too shabby. So good point, there, James. I think. Yeah, yeah. He'll give you the baseline. Limnios will give you the boom and bust moments, I think, is maybe the way I'd look at those two in the Köln midfield. Okay, second part of Addy's question. Uh, he says, Flo, just for this match day, how would you rank Cruiser, Anderson, Mateta, Paciencia, Dabur, and Holland? So I'd go Cruiser, Mateta, Paciencia. So I still prefer Ud over Paciencia, even uh, if... Wood has a no, had a no show uh, last week, but still prefer him than Haaland, uh, than Dabur. That will be my ranking. And Cruiser is like far ahead, I think, of the rest of the guys. And then Mateta is also ahead. And then it's pretty close between Paciencia and Haaland. And I'm not that high on Dabur. Because Wolfsburg is like playing sound defensively and uh, I've I've seen the Hoffenheim game against Union for 90 minutes. They'll miss go because of his red card. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 not high on the uh, Hoffenheim offense uh, this week. Well, it's, it's also a case of when we record this on a Wednesday, uh, we're doing it before the Champions League kickoffs in the evening, even, and so let alone the the Europa League stuff. There's a lot that can happen in the meantime, and a lot of news that can come out. Of course, as we found out last week when I picked Cranbridge, I think it was the very next day uh, a kicker were reporting the fact that he actually did show symptoms of uh, coronavirus, not just asymptomatic. And I went, oh right, well then that's that pick out the window straight away. But I yeah, I like I like your ranking. I think Max Cruiser is is um, one that we need to be talking. A little bit more about, um, and this is still not Max Cruiser at full fitness either, which is well, worrying for the rest I, of the league. I, I think it's about a full, what we get from him of full fitness. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I saw the match at Hoffenheim, and it, and it was like it pained it, it pained me to see Cruiser perform like that because you feel like oh that's that's a what if because he's really looking great out there. His runs, I mean, he's not fast. Um, but he's just so clever. Uh, he knows where to position himself. And like, if you see the assist he gave for the second goal of Union, that's just like, not, not a lot of people can do that. And not just the pass he plays, the way he, he lost his defender in, in the run he, he got behind the, the, the back four. It was amazing stuff. So I'm a big fan of Cruiser. Um, like there's a small, he took all the set pieces in that match. If Trimmel is back, I don't expect Cruiser to still have all the set piece duties in his locker. I think that's something to add. And you'll never see Cruiser winning like 20 challenges like a Paulson, Cordoba, or uh, I wanted to, uh, Anderson of Cologne uh, uh, might do. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something to keep in mind. But like he's looking re- really, really smooth out there. So I was impressed with him. Yes, he is. Although you, you failed to mention the best part of that 
Max Cruiser or the, the Max Cruiser assist, and it was actually the pass from Friedrich to find Cruiser that came from Marvin Friedrich or Paul people. I didn't expect that. It was the it's the least expected part of that goal, but no, you are right. So that's why, yeah, a top of the list. And I, I mean, I'm looking at Haaland as well and just thinking, I'm not sure this guy is actually that reliable right now. Um, in terms of when, yes, when he's in the starting lineup, he, he, odds are he's going to score you a lot of points. But this uh, rotation risk and the niggling injuries we've seen this season and the fact that when we get back from the international break, it's still this exact same rhythm of Bundesliga, Champions League, Bundesliga, Champions League, Bundesliga, Champions League. I, I worry about Haaland a lot and I'm not sure he's actually going to be in my squad as often as I thought he was. Let's move on because the next question uh, from at Gerald Yu, they have a forward dilemma as well. Levy, Haaland and Kalani. Kalajic, he says, with Gonzalez back in fitness, is Kalajic likely to still start and should we keep him? Otherwise, assuming that Haaland and Kalajic are both transferred out, which means two strikers, uh, which two strikers should he be looking out for for this match day and beyond? Yeah, we already mentioned Cruiser. Uh, he's definitely one uh, for this match day. They're playing at Cologne the match day after that. So uh, I think it's, it's looking positive. I like Yusuf Paulsen a lot. Uh, at home against Freiburg. Like only Reb, uh, Robert Lewandowski has had a hand on average on more shots and goal during 90 minutes than Josef Paulsen. The, the problem with Paulsen is like he's rotated out far too often to be reliable. But like if you want to risk it, I think Paulsen is a target. If he's in a starting lineup, he's a differential pick and he definitely has the chops to be the highest scoring striker uh, on the next match day. Uh, I, I firmly believe that uh, Silva is safer, a safer pick, but he's also more expensive. And I'd like to add Mateusz Cunha on that because he's like he's a forgotten man of all the expensive strikers, but he's still delivering almost week after week. So I think Cunha is good. Only problem for me is that Hatter's playing Dortmund next uh, match day, so the ma- the match day after the international break to clarify that. And, and, and Frankfurt is playing Leipzig. That's definitely something to make, make contingency plans if you bring on players you want to ship out later and not just look at match day eight after match day seven and see, wow, I've got nine players in a really bad matchup. What, what am I doing now? So keep that in mind. If you're transferring in cruiser, you can definitely hold on to at least two match days and, um, Paulsen is. Like, if they're not playing at Munich, I'm not that worried about the matchup of Leipzig. They're going to Frankfurt um, the match day after the international break. I, I still think that's okay. The, the problem with Paulsen is just you're not sure if he's going to play, and that's definitely worrisome, but it like the reward could be immense with Paulsen. Yes, no, it could be. I think you're right. Um, and yeah, I mean, with Kalajic, I think it's fair to say we are all wondering when he's going to be maybe rotated out or whether yeah. maybe it's a Gonzalez Kalajic front line that Stuttgart go with. But that does seem unlikely right now. Yeah, I expect Gonzalez to be because uh, he, he looked sharp at Schalke and uh, I expect Gonzalez to be back. Uh, I don't think he'll play on the left wing because they're playing Frankfurt and like, they, they like to attack on the wings, and uh, I don't think that uh, Pellegrini Materazzo will want a striker as his left wing back. That makes another player interesting we'll talk about later. Oh, cool. Nice little teaser. Uh, yeah. well, we've got one 
last I'm a professional, James. <laughs> You've been doing this for long enough now. Um, we've got one last listener question to go uh, from our good friend Hafid FW. It's a two-part one as well, Flo. Uh, the first one might be easy to answer. Is it the right time to pick Hoffenheim players? No. Okay. Do you want to you give... No, I, I just said, like, Wolfsburg is the second-best defense uh, in the Bundesliga right now. I, I don't think that... Like what I've seen from Hoffenheim is that convincing me that they can overcome a really good defense. And it's tough to pick Hoffenheim players anyway, because like the fantasy goodness is spread out so much. It usually concentrates on Kramaric. He would be the only worthwhile option, in my opinion. But we're not sure he's going to play. And even if I think there are better options out there for the next match day than going with Kramaric. And the second guy is Kadarabek, uh, who, who is usually a good fantasy option, but we don't know if he's going to play. And like, but if I have to choose a player, it would probably be, um, Kadarabek if we get a, uh, like the green light. Um, cause I mean, Wolfsburg, they only conceded four, but they also just scored yeah. five. So it's not like I expect attacking fireworks of Wolfsburg, which means Hoffenheim's chances of getting a clean sheet is like it's it's definitely there. And then every defender basically can have a good at least a decent score. Um that's a, how I would look at it. So if you must invest in Hoffenheim, I'm I'm not thinking you should, but if you must, um I would go uh at a look at the defender like Kadarabek. Okay, well, if Hoffenheim aren't investable, Hafid asked about Hertha Berlin. Are they a little bit more investable? Because he would like some recommendations as to players to pick. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we talked about Cunha. I think he's a, he's a good choice. They're playing at Augsburg. I think uh, Hertha actually looked pretty sharp the last two matches uh, at Leipzig and at home against Wolfsburg. They should have come out with more than just one point out of these two games. And I can see them getting a result at Augsburg and Cunha would be um, essential to, to getting a win there. If you want to pivot up front, Cordoba, two good choices are like Cunha more, but Cordoba is a bit less expensive. And uh, I think Maxi Mittelstadt in defense is also a, a good, not so expensive option playing as a winger. Um, but I mentioned before Hatter's playing Dortmund next match day, as on match day eight, I, sh- I should say. Um, so that's something to keep in mind, but that will be my, my advice, uh, out of Hatter. I don't like any Hatter midfielders, uh, at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There's not a lot of attacking output coming from the Hatter midfield. It's very much focused on up front. Okay. We will leave it there. For part one, plenty of advice. If you didn't hear your question in part one, don't worry. It might pop up in part two. There are plenty that were focused just on one game, which made my life as the uh, host a little bit easier. So those will pop up in part two, where we'll be going through the fixture list. So join us again in just a jiffy.
Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy Friday Night Games. That's how we start off part two. It is the tradition around here and what better time to do it than with Werder Bremen in that prime time slot on a Friday night. So Flo, Bremen against Köln. Uh, Josh Sardin, he opened his account last uh, weekend for the season to become one of five different scorers for Bremen in the Bundesliga. Köln, meanwhile, they are now 16 games without a win. Is that the, the problem with this Bremen side? Is that the, a bit like Hoffenheim you were mentioning, the fantasy points are quite spread out right now yeah so although you have to say as augustinson was fit he did like have a, a great fantasy campaign and uh, he's definitely one to keep on your radar good thing is friday evening game so we know if he's good to go and in the starting 11 i think uh, augustinson is a is a great choice if you're just looking at this match day and you need a one and done um augustinson is 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 a pretty good option apart from him yep yeah, i mentioned bitcoin before i talked about rashid so that's that's about it i'm not trusting josh Sargent in my fantasy team 8.5 million it's not like he's like if he were 4 million or something like that maybe i would think about it but he scored a goal at frankfurt and you came out of it with nine points that's not what you want from from your striker uh, you want to re big rewards uh, if your striker is scoring so that would be the guys i would look at of, on, on the bremen side and uh, you you still have a bomb as a value value option but i'm not sure he can provide you with a lot of returns in a fantasy sense Oh, that's good because you just answered the uh, the question from uh, Mashi uh, YZO. I thought, uh, yeah, Mashi YZO. I think that's the, how you do his Twitter handle. I don't actually know, uh, but that was the question. I'd like to ask about him. Bomb, is it time to take him out of the team? So, mm-hmm. if you've got him in there as the budget option already, flow, would you be looking to ship him out? Yeah, if I, like if I can upgrade him, that's that's the question. Because he asked if there is a player in his price range. I, I don't think there is a player in this in this price range in midfield. I'm, I'm, I can't think of anyone. Um, well, I mean, we've had Kulabali, we've had Klimovic come out of the woodwork for, yeah. for Stuttgart. But yeah, but Klimovic, Klimovic would be a guy. Um, I think he's a better fantasy player than Mbom by a wide margin. But like the risk of him not starting is pretty pretty uh great i'd say so i expect klimovic to not be in the starting lineup for stuttgart uh, on on the next match day but you still i mean i brought klimovic in for the last match day and i have to clarify uh i told you to to james before we recorded i was on my way back from bremen in the car uh, when the news hit of the lineup and I went to the parking lot and I had to make some quick decisions because Didavi wasn't in the starting lineup and brought in Klimovic. Usually I would have tweeted out that Klimovic is definitely a good budget option. But because I was on the road, didn't do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for letting you guys down because, uh, I think Klimovic was, was a pretty, pretty good, um, 
choice as soon as we saw that he was in the starting lineup. I can I can just imagine you pulled over on the side of the autobahn as well, and a, a policeman coming and knocking on your window and wondering what you're up to. And oh, sorry, sir, I've just got to I've got to sort out my fancy TV four kickoff. Really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it was a real parking lot. Okay, I wasn't well. doing some, uh, anything illegal. No, I don't know. I would, I would never assume that. so. I'd never assume so. No. Um, okay. Yeah. But that the that it really is Kulibali Klimovic are the only two that really do jump to mind in terms of that price range. Otherwise, you need yeah. You need at least another yeah. couple of million to get up to your Gonzalo Castro's, your Andre Hans, or someone like that. Yeah. So I would agree. I'd say if you can upgrade him, do. I've personally still got him in my squad. And mm. based on the way my team played out last week, something tells me I might still have him in my squad this week because I have yeah. bigger priorities. And and one thing to add. So he w- he was playing as a wing back. Oh, I, th- I think the last two games. But um, if Augustine's on his back, it could actually mean that Mbom is playing in a more central role, uh, which would benefit him in the fantasy game. So um, that's something to keep in mind because he's playing as the left wing back um, because of the injury of Augustine. Son. Yeah. So you, there, there could be some silver lining for your Mbom owners out there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but then who is top of the shopping list for Friday night then? I know you've mentioned a couple of names already, but... Yeah, I haven't talked about Ismail Jakob, 7.1 million. I, I think you have to mention him. 11 points in a game against Bayern. That's just amazing. And I think he's like the most attacking player who is slotted in as a defender uh, in fantasy right now. Um, maybe like his role is similar to the one that Angelino has for, for Leipzig. And he's half the price. I mean, you could argue that Cologne is half as good as Leipzig is, and <laughs> it's probably not far off, but still, uh, I think Jakobs is great value, and, and I'm happy I kept him in my squad, and I'm definitely not shipping him out anytime soon. Yeah, uh, I am I am unhappy that I got rid of him from my squad last week. I, I tell you, I had a terrible, a terrible week. I got rid of Alario and Jakobs. That's 30 points between two players. And my whole team scored only 57 points with star men included there, I should point out. So like, <laughs> just absolutely shocking. Terrible. This, I'm so well, sorry. No, it's, what I, it's, no, it's what I get. Uh, last week, I tooted my own horn for finishing second in the world. You should stay humble at all times, whether you're joking or not. Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe my fate would have been a bit different, but uh, we can turn it around again this week. I'm still ahead of you in the overall rankings. I'll take that um, <laughs> for, na- for now, uh, for now, I should say. Um, okay, let's move on then to the Saturday afternoon kickoffs Leipzig against Freiburg we will start there because Julian Nagelsmann's side have had a hand in the most shots on goal league wide with 110 it's why uh, Flo keeps churning out stats about Paulson and Nkunku being yeah. involved in so many shots is because Leipzig keep churning them out but it is worth noting that last season Freiburg were undefeated against Leipzig so Yusuf Paulson is he your player pick Flo? Yeah he is um, although I'm like I personally have Nkunku in my squad and I've got like, I got two transfers I already planned out basically. And I've got so much budget left. And I need to, um, like a midfielder is, I want to bring in. And I can't really, I can't decide where to spend up. I'm, I'm not sure who to bring in. I'm not feeling great about anybody. And I might bring in Olmo, although I already have in Kunku with my thinking, one of these, this, uh, these guys will play. And probably will have a great game, and then I could stomach the other one being on the bench. Like, but I really, 
will definitely look pretty stupid if then Paulson and Savica are <laughs> playing behind Serlot and are brought in <laughs> Paulson and <laughs> Paulson and um and Olmo. Uh, Olmo. Yeah. And that's also a possibility. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um I'm definitely want to wait what the Champions League lineup looks. If Paulson is not in the starting lineup, I'll definitely feel Pretty good about bringing in Paulson. Yeah, that, it, that is it. It's these midweek fixtures. You're just waiting for the lineups going. Please, please make sure the fancy player I have in my team isn't in the starting lineup. Oh, he's not in the, it's great. He's yeah. not in the starting lineup. That means he's probably going to start on the weekend. And yeah, that is, uh, I think the predicament we all kind of find ourselves in right now. So yeah, we will wait to see who Leipzig do name later tonight. But I like the player pick. Yusuf Paulson having a nice, you know, kind of a, a revitalization here in the fantasy world after his, uh, you know, incredible heroics a couple of seasons ago when challenges one were all the rage uh, let's talk about Union against Armenia Bielefeld uh, now we've talked about Max Kruse he has two goals and three assists since joining Union who themselves stretched their club record undefeated run in the Bundesliga to five games by beating Hoffenheim on Monday is he your player pick as well Flo I feel like we're, we're hitting some easy nails on the head right now yeah he's he's a great choice but he's a striker and we know that like it's tough to get into my fantasy squad if you're a striker and don't provide that baseline. I think the baseline with Cruz is lower than you would like because uh, I, I mentioned all the stuff with he's not winning challenges uh, or as, not as many challenges and there might be games where Union only have six to eight shots on goal. That, that's definitely a possibility. I don't expect that to be the case for that game. So, so I think he's a fine choice but uh, I feel I'm obliged to mention Christopher Trimmel. Um, if we got some news that he's back to full health, uh, like, I think he's the best option out of Union. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think uh, before the Monday night game, he had returned to training. It had just been limited. And so I think at that point, uh, Union weren't going to take any risks. And and Julian Ryerson didn't do too badly. Uh, right wing back, it has to be said either. Um, so... Yeah, but it's no real competition. So if no, Trimble uh, yeah. is back to health, he's going to start. Yeah, that's it. And we should we should remember that Tribble's, what, 35 years old? He's not exactly in, you know, the peak fitness of his uh, footballing career, perhaps. But uh, yeah, so uh, Trimble is definitely, definitely chop toys. Um, I've still got him in my squad and I'm hoping to hear good news uh, this week. 33, about James. I had to oh, is he only 33? Up. Okay, yeah. all right. I went a bit too high, sorry. Yeah. That's my bad. Uh, putting him in like the Vader Abisovic range there. Um, okay, Mainz against Schalke. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of Abisovic, um, Mainz's six-match winless run to start a Bundesliga season has only been matched once before. It was in 1991-92 by Fortuna Dusseldorf. And funnily enough, they went on to finish that season bottom of the table. Uh, for Schalke, meanwhile, uh, talking of winless streaks as well, uh, they're on the second longest winless run in Bundesliga history after Tasmania Berlin, uh, who went 31 games without to win in the 65-66 season. So it's historic first all around for these two sides almost. Um, <laughs> is this even a match you want to invest in? It, it feels like you should say no because they're bottom of the table. Because they're going up against each other, Flo, this could be a barnstormer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mind that match. So, so I'm more, much more likely to invest in Mainz against Schalke than I am to invest in Dortmund against Bayern. It's just... Uh, I, th I think these two cancelling each other out. Schalke got a win in the cup. Um, they, they basically destroyed a fourth tier opponent who got like 
the lead on Schalke at first and with 20 minutes to go, they had a penalty to make it two all and Fairman did save it. And I'm hoping it's not meaning that Fairman will stay in a goal and Renault is out because I've got Renault in my squad. <laughs> yeah, but I, thought, so, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, so far I haven't seen any news that it's going to be uh, Fairman uh, in, in that match. Um, but uh, I like, probably I like uh, Mainz more to invest in just because of Schalke is playing Wolfsburg um, next time out and Mainz is traveling to Freiburg and it's also a standalone fixture for Mainz. Um, but I don't think it's a bad idea to invest in Mainz and the, the players I look at, we talked about Mateta already, um, but he has a hard time to to break into my squad with all the good options we have out there. Um, but Brozinski for 8.2 million, uh, defender would be my preferred target out of the mind squad. And if you want to save yourself some a bit of money, Saint Just for 5.1, uh, is another guy I'd look at. And that's probably it. I don't, I don't want to invest in Schalke because like the, the way they had trouble playing against the fourth tier side. That weren't like they hadn't had team training for a while because it was prohibited because of the coronavirus and they are officially a amateur club. Um, which means they, they had to get, uh, uh, like a Sondergenehmigung, whichever. I mean, that's a, a, a wonderful sounding German word. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's already an English word, James, is it? <laughs> no, it's not, but it is one of those. A German words that is one word, but we probably need about three to describe in English. Yeah, then then please just describe well, it's it. Like to, a, it's, you to get the spe- special dispensation, I think, is probably the the most literal translation. Yeah, to to permission or permission yeah, is the other one. Yeah, they needed special permission to to train one day before the match and and actually play the match, and still they were like. Eye on eye with Schalke for seventy minutes in that match. <laughs> yeah, well. um, so that. <laughs> That's definitely not no. a positive sign. I agree. I've got Oot in my squad and I, you know, there's an element where I'm looking at a game against Mainz and going, oh, you know, it could be worse. Could be worse for him. Um, but I, I'm, I, I yeah. don't like it. I, I, I really think if you brought in Oot last week. Yeah, I know, but I, I think you have to keep him. I mean, that's the reason, that's the reason why you brought him in because of like the match day last week and now the match day against Mainz. So. And, and I think it can, like, it's not like Mainz is looking great either. Um, so I, I, I feel you can, like, unless you really have a great team, I probably wouldn't change Ud and just think, like, my process was he's involved in a lot of shots that Schalke takes. And I, I think it's still true. And they, they can have a few shots when they're playing at Mainz. Um, well, that, that's it. I could see this game being a, a gritty nil-nil between two teams that don't want to make any mistakes. Or I could see this turning in, if there's an early goal, for instance, turning into a bit of a barnstormer where we, you know, you have like a 3-2 win or something like that, where there is a lot of fancy points on offer. I, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I feel like I've got four transfers I need to make, which is often a, a position we find ourselves in in the Bundesliga fancy game. Oot's one of them. 
because I just I'm really not happy with myself with the decision I made last Friday. Really, I just I just want to get get rid and, and move on. But he may actually end up staying in my squad, uh, which is is baffling. But let's move on. Augsburg against Hertha. Um, Ten points after six rounds of fixtures represents the second best return in Augsburg's Bundesliga history. A win over Hertha would actually see them set a new club record. But that is by no means a foregone conclusion. This should be quite an open game flow. So very investable. Where are you looking? Matthias Kudnia, 13.5 million, uh, great differential pick up front. I, I, I really like him. And if you want to be really, really sneaky and like uh, really shine uh, against your position, you can bring in Robert Gumni at 5.6 million. He's set to start as uh, uh, Augsburg right back because uh, Framberger um, won't be able to go. In that match. And from all I've heard, Gumni is actually a talented Polish right back. So it's a wild card. Uh, you could go with Iago uh, on the other side, and it's basically the same price range, but like he's on a lot of more people's radar. So if you w- really want to stand, stand out, I think Gumni uh, is, is like you, you have to be willing to take a risk because it's like you know, you basically know nothing what it's going to be. Um, but like as an attacking minded fullback for a good price tag, uh, I think he might be worth the risk. Um, Mittelstedt, I also mentioned before, that would be the options I'd, I'd look at. Yeah, no, I think you've got some good choices there, definitely. Um, Okay, final game on Saturday afternoon, Stuttgart against Frankfurt. Frankfurt have not kept a clean sheet in the Bundesliga in 11 matches, while at the other end, only Robert Lewandowski has scored more goals since the Bundesliga's restart than Andre Silva. So Silva is is a pretty strong candidate for the player pick here, I'd assume, Flo. Yeah, definitely. He's the obvious one. 15.5 million, it's... Pretty steep price, but I think he he showed that he he's worth it, and I'm I'm happy I brought in Silva, not Haaland, for the last match day. So that that was definitely uh, in the end of his decision. Although I have to be like, in fairness, it was because of lack of funds, but uh, still, still, sometimes it, it leads you uh, in the wrong direction. Yeah, um, Gonzalez is is a risky option at 8.7 million but you just said it like frankfurt is looking a bit leaky in the back and gonzalez could be a guy to benefit of it i, I don't hate it uh, going to gonzalez i have to say that and the guy i wanted to mention earlier i think is a good value option in defense is Bona sosa for uh, 3.8 million had a, had a pretty good game at schalke i expect him to keep his place on the left flank and uh, unlike the likes of uh, Kulibali or Bamangituka, he's actually a defender in the game, and, and that's like that's a, definitely a positive. And if you want to risk it, and you need a really cheap guy, Klimovic for one point three million, he did show that he's a good fantasy player if he's out there. I'm just not. I'm. I'm I think his chances of being in the starting lineup, I, I would say, is a, about thirty percent, in, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think he's a, a brilliant prospect. I mean, yeah, he was involved in seven shots on goal against Schalke, set up five, had to himself, got into some really great positions, but you cannot guarantee his starting berth. Okay, the big game this weekend, Der Classic at Dortmund against Bayern. We have talked at length on this podcast in other seasons about whether or not this is a good fixture to invest in in fantasy terms. There are points in it, but how safe do you really feel in the game between the two big dogs when there's so much on the line? Now, Dortmund, they have conceded a league low two goals this season. Meanwhile, Bayern have scored a league high 24, uh, breaking the league's all-time record after six games in the process. And you know what? I'll start this with a a listener question because I think this may be one that a lot of people are dealing with flow. Um, and it's from at j.queralt who says, I have Lewandowski, Holland, Sancho, Reina and Guerrero going into their Classica. Who do I hold on to? Who to sell if any of those? Or is there anyone else worth bringing in for it? So I would personally let go of Reina, I think. Um, I've got that feeling that he won't be in a starting 11 for a match that big. It's just my feeling that Right now, it's just that Favre probably feels safer with the likes of Royce and, and, and Sancho. And so that's, that's what I expect. I mean, we saw all three play in the starting lineup, but that was with Haaland being out. And I expect Haaland to be back. If you have the free transfer, like it's not just like I don't, I think that Haaland can have a good game here. It's just you have two strikers in the same game. I just think it's not optimal if you can avoid it. So um, he would be my second option if I needed to sell someone. But I would be fine with... Like so many people have both of these players. that you, You'd probably be fine with holding on to them, having a good... Like making forward-thinking transfers and, and other areas of your squad and... And on on match day eight, you're you're looking great with not having to bring in a Haaland, for instance, because you kept him in your squad, and that went like that's one less transfer you feel you have to make if you you stick with him for one match day. I think that's definitely something to keep in mind. Can I maybe make a, a counterpoint here? And that is simply the fact that when it comes to the Euro, and I, I, of course Bayern and Dortmund are included in this, but we're also talking Gladbach, Leipzig, um, and, and the likes of Hoffenheim uh, and Leverkusen. But these European sides, is this actually maybe a good excuse for people to start getting rid of some of these European rotation risks out of their lineup, given the fact that Bayern are going up against Dortmund and it is a tough one to call? Mm-hmm. You mean from other clubs, not not Bayern and Dortmund? Well, no, no, as in, okay, so I mean, I'm someone that has, yeah, I've got four, a combination of four players, either Bayern or Dortmund. Uh, J. Doc Querout has five, and there may be more people out there. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, this is maybe the time, I'm, I'm looking at it this way of saying, right, I might get rid of some Dortmund players this weekend, and I might steer clear of the European clubs for a little bit as much as I can, because, yes, they're big boom and bust players, but this rotation risk, I don't want to have another 57-point week flow where I can't get 11 players out of my pitch. And one of the main reasons, yes, there were other factors, uh, Arnold having his second child and needing to be there for the birth of it, uh, Trimmel getting injured, but a big part of it was the rotation risk I was playing with a lot of players in my squad. Yeah, it's a fair point, but I think you have to judge that like player by player. How how big is the rotation risk? What position does he play? Um, And I I think to a degree, I I would... um, 
I, I would agree with you, but I don't ex- like this match there. We won't see any rotation um, uh, with Dortmund or Bayern, so uh, I would feel safe then. And probably like the first match back, probably we won't see a lot of rotation. I would think after the international break. Although I mean, Bayern is is playing uh, Bremen, and Flick said he wanted to give Kimmich a rest in like uh, um, in, in one of the next matches. So so maybe why not rest all of them, Hansi? Will be well, like rest them all against Bremen. <laughs> yeah, I like your thinking, Flo. I like your thinking. <laughs> no, it's 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 a fair that point, but it's nice. it's like it's one we probably will go back um, week after week. As long as so many clubs are in the Europa League yeah. and in the Champions League, I don't think you can avoid, like, you can't totally avoid having players out of these clubs. But because, like, they were the top clubs last season for a reason. And we, we basically seeing the same clubs up there. Um, if you cut off after Leverkusen, um, and, uh, they they are superior to many of the other Bundesliga squads and yeah it's just I'm looking I, I just think I, I would like think about teams who want to invest in heavily if they have a good stretch of games and like a club like Frankfurt is is coming to mind for me um, when they hit a good run of of games but they're playing Leipzig after the international break so I would hold off a little bit with Frankfurt but it's definitely a, a wise choice you. So a good route to go. Yeah, I think, I mean, Guerrero is the main example for me. I'm wondering, I could, yes, I could ride him out for their Classica because let's be honest, he's going to be in the starting lineup. But then he's that rotation risk again straight after the international break, given the fact that he will likely be on duty with Portugal, so he's not going to get a rest necessarily. Then they come back to this, yes, the Bundesliga Champions League, Bundesliga rhythm. And having seen how he's been rotated in and out, I'm going, I'd love to have him in for the games that I know he's going to play. But over that stretch of three games before the winter or four games before for the winter break, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling that comfortable uh, with him. So that's maybe the example. But uh, let's move on to another listener question. At Mulkey underscore Mike, he says, with Dortmund only conceding two goals through six games, is Lewandowski the only investable asset from Bayern? Yeah, at least I wouldn't buy a Bayern player for this match day. Um, I, I think that's like a correct assumption. And I think any... Like anyone who tells you who knows how that game is going to go is just like it's not honest. I I don't think we know what's going to happen in the, in this game, and 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 that's the reason why I would rather shy away and go to other spots where I I feel I have a lot more certainty. Although there's never hundred percent certainty in football, we know that. But it's like I'm I'm basing my decisions on. Uh, probabilities I've got in my head for certain games going a certain yep. way, and that's how I look at it. And in the long run, I think it's the better one, the the, the better way to to go about it. Yeah, that's. It. I mean, the Bundesliga is always full of surprises. I mean, last weekend, I don't think anyone would have predicted the fact that there'd been six goals between Freiburg and Leverkusen, for instance. But that's the way it panned out. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. You you never know um, by how many goals Bayern beats. Very true. Also, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not this weekend. Hopefully, really? not this weekend. Yeah. Um, but that is the tricky thing with these standalone fixtures this week: is that 
two of them are, are ones that are very difficult to call. You know, you've got their classica Dortmund against Bayern on Sunday evening. You've got Leverkusen against Gladbach. That kind of leaves you with, uh, you know, Bremen against Köln and Wolfsburg against Hoffenheim to work with in terms of flexibility this week, flow. And let's move on to that next game then, Wolfsburg against Hoffenheim. Uh, Wolfsburg, one of two undefeated sides this season, and furthermore, have only lost one of their last eight Bundesliga matches with Hoffenheim, which bodes very well. But this is a... Uh, uh, I mean, well, actually, we were talking about it off-air. I know for you this isn't a very investable match, so how about you give some of your, your thinking behind that? Yeah, I'm, I don't like it. Like, we... Wolfsburg is having a solid defense, but not much else. And Hoffenheim is still looking to implement what Sebastian Hoeneß wants them to do. It's not totally clear in my observation what that is. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of Alfred Schröder in, in Sebastian Hoeneß, the way he positions his player and sometimes totally out of position. They, they appear at like, it seems like a random a place on the pitch. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And uh, I, I don't... like There are not a lot of fantasy options as it is with both teams. So if you hold a gun to my head, I'd probably still go with Jerome Roussillon of Wolfsburg because at least he has a good shot of a clean sheet, I guess, especially if Kramaric would be still out for um, Hoffenheim. And like one of these days, he's probably having a good attacking game as well. So, uh, yeah, he, he, like, if you want or need some investment in, in this match, he, he would be the place to go, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Yeah. Um, Maxi Arnold, he's still in my squad. I'm not going to be getting rid of him. I'm quite happy yeah. with him, even though he missed out last weekend, but that's just, you know, uh, yeah, Arnold is probably, yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you could. Like, but he's too expensive for me for a player. I don't feel great about it. Like, if you were around 10 million, I think I, w- I would feel a lot better about Maximilian Arnold than where he's priced. Oh, I, okay. I 100, 100% agree. Uh, I, I knew when I brought him in, he was a kind of risky differential because, you know, if he doesn't deliver, then his price tag does become something you bulk at a little bit um but no i'm 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 okay with the ride i'm taking with maxi arnold right now yeah. uh, we'll see 13.8 million yeah. so for everyone to yeah so he's that. not he's not your in your prime budget you know targets he's kind of at the top end of the mid range um which is okay right now and then it, it may change because the reason i brought in Wolfsburg players and arnold in particular was the fact that they had all these standalone fixtures that may change now that the scheduling will take into account the fact that they're not in the europa league so they don't need to have those slots allocated to them one to watch out for okay final game then leverkusen against gladbach uh lucas alario who we've talked about him already he has been in red hot form with five goals in his last three league games alone not to mention the goals he's been scoring in europe as well uh but gladbach is it's worth mentioning. I've hit a pretty good purple patch of their own recently. Some very good results. Uh, and the win over Shakhtar Donetsk last night was pretty emphatic, it has to be said. The problem is, Flo, I look at this game and I go, this is a, a horrible Sunday night game. To be the last one for a fantasy owner to rely on points to maybe come from, you don't want to dip in that, do you? Well, you you probably have to in some capacity. And I, I prefer this match over... The Wolfsburg Hoffenheim one. Um, I think both teams are like their, their offense is good enough to, to score, 
um, on the other team. And, and so if like, if, if it's good in the fantasy sense, it's going to be a shootout with both teams trying to score one more goal than the opponent. And I think that's actually in the cards and, and in this game. We saw Leverkusen had a 4-2 win at Freiburg. So that's, that's definitely a result we like to hear as fantasy managers. So I think you're fine with Alario. Uh, Gladbach impressed me massively. I think you can go with Hofmann here. And, but the guy we, we probably talk about going forward is Alassane Player. And that's not just because of his three goals in the Champions League. I think the way he looks right now, he's in the, like, he's on top of this game. He's so far and clear the, the top option up front for, for Gladbach that we, we're going to talk about him when Gladbach hits a better patch of, of fixtures. But player is looking really, really good right now. But I wouldn't jump the gun probably and, and get him for this match. But he's, he's, Definitely on my radar going forward, and I can, I can imagine myself picking player over Haaland, uh, like uh, depending on the matchup going forward. Just the way he's looking, and and, and Gladbach as a whole, like I, I just think they are so well coached, uh, and that shows what, what Marco Rosa is doing. Really, a ter- terrific job there. The way they they were like they were changing the flanks on Donetsk with great diagonal balls, and it was so obvious that that was their game plan. So everyone knew what to do, and it was so easy for them to to then go uh, get themselves into great positions. And I I think that's what great coaches do. And that's why I'm pretty positive about Gladbach going forward. No, I can't, man. I couldn't agree more. Um, they've only suffered one loss all season. Um, and this is why I talk about the fact that their form shouldn't really be shirked yeah. either. And and that like, was at Dortmund yes. on the first match day. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very important to point out. You're right. But you're right. Uh, Alassane player, it's three goals and four assists in the Champions League in three games. So if he could start turning the Champions League form into his league form, that would really help uh, for some fantasy owners or potential earners uh, further down the line. Um, but I agree with you. I can see goals in this one. And you know what? I'd go as far as to agree with you. I do prefer it to Hoffenheim Wolfsburg as well, um, just about, um, because I do think there's more likely to be attacking output here uh, that you can rely on. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a tricky fixture. So let's close um, on a listener question. He's asking about one particular player flow uh, from Viale Gonsalves. Uh, with almost everyone fit for Gladbach, do we expect Hoffman to play in midfield with Neuhaus or was it a one-time occurrence considering they were playing at Leipzig? Uh, I don't. Ex- I expect him on the right flank where he did play in the Champions League with Hoffman, uh, player, and Turam being the front front three for Gladbach, and then maybe Embolo in the Stindl role, like you alluded to. That's something I can envision. So that's that's what I expect because they're heading into the international break. It's probably like Hoffman is probably going to be called up for Germany again, but it's not like he's going to play. 270 minutes while away on international duty. So I, I think that Rosa can give him a run and like he needs fitness for his game because he's one of like, he's one of the players who does the most sprints in every game, uh, in the Bundesliga. And but I think he's, he's good to go in, in this one and he, he'll play on the flank. I would be surprised if he plays in, 
central midfield again for this match. He can he can do that going forward, but just if you're talking this match, I expect him not there. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with you. I think, yeah, Gladbach need to win. They want to keep this momentum going. And Hoffman in the form he's in, you cannot drop a player like that right now for a game against Leverkusen. Okay, let's close the show with our player picks. Flo, Vegas choice, who are you going for? I'm going with Yusuf Paulsen, 11.3 million. I'm so enticed going with him. Uh, I really hope he's not starting in the Champions League, but then again, they're playing PSG, so... I'd imagine that he's in the starting lineup and then um, I really have to think that through going into the weekend and maybe get a feel for what Nagelsmann is saying in the presser because if I knew he's in the starting lineup, he would be actually be, be my banker. Oh, wow. Big, so, big yeah, claims that's how here. I feel big about claims. It. Yeah. And that's even with his silly mustache. But... <laughs> Hey, every Mo- Mo- Movember. He does it every Movember. So good on but him. But he started um, early yeah, on actually, that one. Could... It's not fair. But it's true. Yeah, it's true. yeah in fact, it's true. Yeah, my, in fairness, actually, my Vegas choice kind of follows a similar line of thinking. He would be my banker if I knew he was going to be in the starting lineup. It's Andre Kramerich because he was my banker. He would be your banker. If he was in my, if he was in the starting lineup, if I could guarantee he was in the starting lineup, Andre Kramerich would be a, a, a okay, fine, a candidate yeah. for my banker okay. slot. But that is because I have strikers on my mind right now. I, I'm, Oot, Haaland and, and Lewandowski up front. I'm not happy with that front three and I've got to figure out something to do with it this weekend. So strikers are on my mind. And at that point, I like Kramerich because uh, A, he's going to have standalone fixtures with Hoffenheim in Europe. B, I think he's going to be more motivated than ever to be scoring when he comes back because he was in such hot form before the, uh, you know, the unfortunate uh, positive test he received. And I just, yeah, I could see him coming back and doing big things. And I know the Wolfsburg game isn't the best one. And I, I understand that's what you're getting at. But for me, Kramerich... The way he played early this season, he would be impervious to fixtures for me because um, he was scoring that well and, and involved in so much. Um, okay, Super Sneptian, who are you going for? Who are you busting a budget with, Flo? I'm going with Demetrius Limnios for six million. I mean, like you, you already, like you almost convinced me of going with Duda there uh, in the Cologne game. And then I, I probably changed that. I'm going with Bonner Sosa now. Okay. <laughs> 3.8 million defender of Stuttgart. Um, yeah, I, I think you got me with, with Duda because he's so close in pricing to Limnius. I mean, Limnius definitely would look more glorious if he hits than getting with Duda. But Duda is probably the, the much safer pick. God, okay, I would, I would agree um, with that. I would agree. I love how yeah, then you've so. gone with a really unsafe pick that you already said you were 30% confident in earlier in Borna Sosa, though. That's an interesting change. No, no, no. I was 30% in Klimovic that he's starting. Oh, Sosa, uh, I would say, is 85%. Okay, right. So I'm I'm expecting Sosa to be in the starting oh, lineup. Okay, I had the wrong I had the wrong figure in my head then. Um, okay, that that makes more yeah. sense then. Um, my super schnepfen is someone that scored big last week, and it's funny because it was last week's show where I said, oh, he's probably going to get dropped because he didn't he wasn't involved in a single shot on goal, uh, and it was Andre Hahn, uh, four point four million, and I was expecting him at some point to be rotated out of the starting lineup, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And he's a player that is. One track minded, I think it's fair to say. We know from his Bundesliga career, it's, it's head towards goal and that's the only direction he's going. And that's not a bad thing for a fantasy owner. So I thought, yeah, 4.4 million. I'd throw his name out there because I don't mind the fixture at home to Hertha as well for Augsburg. I think there are fancy points in that for, for both teams. Okay. Banker flow. Yeah. Uh, like a disclosure. I haven't thought 
that long uh, about a banker in ages. Uh, I can't remember having so big trouble thinking about one because I think it's a really tricky match day. Uh, We're heading into, we don't have a lot of clear favorites who actually have great fantasy options in their squad. But if I get the news that Christopher Trimmel is healthy, I think he's set to, uh, like, he he probably should have a great game for 9.7 million. That's why he's my banker. I, I like your thinking, uh, and I would agree with it as well. I like Trimmel. And it's not often we pick a 9.7 mid, uh, million defender as a banker, but I like it. I was thinking along the same lines. And again, as we mentioned, tricky weekend. I was going with an Union player, but I was going a little further up front. And I was going to go for Max Cruiser at 11.6 as my banker, because I do think uh, he may have a big part to play in unlocking this Bielefeld side for Union uh, this weekend. And I do like that fixture. Okay, that brings us to an end of this week's episode of Talking Foosball Fantasy. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook and if you have not yet joined the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Sarogood Flo and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Alfie Dehern Alfie Dehern 